the scriptures we're going to read this morning, or you're going to listen to this morning, whatever you choose, is Exodus, out of Exodus and out of Matthew. Exodus, you know, they're getting ready to go wander in the wilderness or go find a thin place. And then in Matthew, we're going to read a very familiar passage called the Transfiguration. So, before we get there, I'm going to say a prayer. The prayer of illumination, calling upon the Holy Spirit, and then we will get to our readings. So, let's pray. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we... We open up the Scripture and hope to find that thin place. May it be so, may it be so, that the reading of the Scripture and the receiving of the Word may be absolutely under your authority, your control, your power, your insight. That as we read these passages, perhaps, will also receive the message we came looking for. May it be so. So much more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Moses and Joshua respond to God's invitation to, to climb the mountain into the cloud and, and the glory atop Mount Sinai and receive the commandments. They wait six days before Moses is called to enter the cloud leaving Joshua behind. Imagine that. Imagine. Six days on the mountain. I don't know if there was any food. I don't know if they had... They probably had a brook to drink from. But six days waiting. And then Joshua has to wait even longer. Like Moses goes, Hey, Joshua, just sit on that rock. I'll be back someday. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain. And wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant, Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain. And the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Meaning there were 34 days that Joshua just, I mean, um, Aaron just sat there watching. We now move to the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus takes three of his disciples to the mountaintop where they see him transfigured and hear God's loving acclamation of him. Then they return to their daily work and witness. Matthew 17 Verses 1 through 9. Six days later, it's repeated from the Old Testament, by the way. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, 
there appeared to them Moses and Elijah walking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. And you respond, and thanks be to God. My sermon this morning is titled, Up a High Mountain. And the question for this morning is, what do you see? What do you see? There is a book that I'm going to refer to. It's a wonderful book by Ed Young. It came out last year. And it's called An Immense World. An Immense World. And its tag is, how animal senses reveal the hidden realms around us. It's, it's a heavy read, but fascinating at the same time. So as I, as I now introduce it to you, I'll start with it. And, and, it is, and, I, and it's about the senses. And so I said in, in pun, in his eye-opening book, An Immense World, Ed Young wrote, In thinking about other animals, we humans are biased by our own senses and by the vision in particular. Our species and our culture are so driven by sight that even people who are blind from birth will describe the world using visual words and metaphors. For example, when you agree with people, if you see their point or share their view, Young taught me that Humans outshine almost 
every other creature on earth when it comes to sight, with the exception of raptors. But we're right behind them. We have an amazing, amazing visual acuity. Here's our downfall. We assume that if we can see it, they can too. And if it's eye-catching to us, it's grabbing their attention too. And as biologist Eleanor Cave said in his book, that's not the case. That's not the case. And to this point, let's, let's revisit the Scripture passage of this morning. You know, Jesus had taken his three buds, his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, up a high mountain, and immediately they see Jesus transfigured. Then Moses and Elijah appear, confirming Jesus' messianic identity, or saying that Jesus is, is the Messiah. So, Peter knows this is big. Peter knows this is big, and desires to build three holy tabernacles. Now, in the original tent, original text, it really says tent. He's going to build three tents. But I like how the English language has turned it into something that sounds more like a cathedral is going to be built. But then a cloud comes over, comes over them with, with the voice of God saying, This is my son, dot, dot, dot. Listen to him. Get up and do not be afraid. Then Jesus leads them down the mountain and back to work. What does this mean for us? Christine Shakoyan, she's down at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. She's vice president of seminary advancement. But she said, first, on this passage, what we are often unaware of, which visions we're able to see. So, often we're unaware of what we should be seeing when we look at something. Our physical vision is limited, she continued, not by our eyes, but by our brain's selective interpretation of what we perceive. In my words, our brains get in the way. Our brains get in the way of what we're supposed to be seeing. Like Peter's response to seeing the transfiguration. Rather than seeing the Messiah, he sees this is an opportunity to really have a good time on the mountain. We can put up some tents. We can hang out here and forget about the world down below. Speaking of our sight, have you seen the commercials, He Gets Us? Have you ever seen the commercials, He Gets Us? Yeah, He Gets Us. It's a series of commercials showing up often in prime time. He Gets Us is a movement to reintroduce the Jesus of the Bible. It's not associated with any denomination. It's not associated with any church. In fact, they downplay their identity because they want to upload or highlight the identity of Jesus. One lesson that stands out in my mind was Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. Because Jesus taught, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. My point from that, my point from that is children rarely see color. Children rarely see color. 
the color of your skin, I mean. It's amazing how I've listened to my own children talk about their classmates. And when they're really little, they never tell you what color is their skin. We're born like that. That it's not important what color a person's skin is. There's other attributes that they're friendly, that they're fun to play with. But children don't see in color. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Our brains get to work later and we start seeing races and we start seeing beauty and ugly. But in the beginning, we're just children. And that's not all. From our visit with the passage today, the transfiguration reminds us that when God comes near us, it changes everything. When God comes near us, it changes everything. In that moment, those inner circle of disciples saw Jesus as the Messiah. And in that moment, those three disciples saw Jesus as the incarnation of the Word of God. In that moment, they saw Jesus as both human and divine. In that moment, standing up a high mountain like Moses and Elijah, the transfiguration changed not only their view of Jesus, it transformed them. And so it is with us. What do you see? What do you see? We're not privileged to stand on a holy mountain. We're not privileged nor to even have once seen Jesus. But we are exposed to the truth in the Scripture. While you overlook that well, we're exposed to the Scripture, but what do you see? Are you focusing on what makes you feel superior? We're chosen. While you overlook that which makes you uncomfortable, we're broken. While you overlook, are you open to the working of the Holy Spirit? And will you allow yourself to be transformed by what you see? Who knows what we might be called to do anytime. I think the three disciples were hoping to camp out on that mountain that day. I thought they I believed they felt their work was over. They had arrived. It may have been a rude awakening to realize Jesus was again alone and telling them, get to work. we got things to do. Only a few have seen God. Only the few have seen the brightness of His transformation. But this still happens when God gives Himself through, as one writer called it, the ardor of life. The enthusiasm and passion that comes out of the Holy Spirit. Up a high mountain signifies that no one can see the divine things as long as 
they mix themselves or mingle with the temporal things. As long as you're holding on to earth, afraid to climb, the transfiguration changed not only their view of Jesus, it transformed them. And so it is with us. Let us pray. God comes near to us and it changes everything. Lord, we're aware of that. We're scared of that. We want that some days. We run from that other days. Dear Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, help us to grow nearer to You and change us for Your better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.